the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You are salt for the earth, O people, salt for the kingdom of God. Share the flavor of life, O people, life in the kingdom of God. You are light on the hill, O people, light for the city of God. Shine so holy and bright, O people, shine for the kingdom of God. You are a seed of the word, O people, bring forth the kingdom of God. Seeds of mercy and seeds of justice Grow in the kingdom of God. We are a blessed and a pilgrim people, bound for the kingdom of God. Love your journey and love your homeland, for love is the kingdom of God. Bring forth the kingdom of mercy, bring forth the kingdom of peace, bring forth the kingdom of justice, bring forth the city of God. One fruit, Galatians 5.22, one fruit, not nine, one. The fruit of the Spirit is nine ingredients. First three are your relationship to God. Fruit of the Spirit is love toward God. Fruit of the Spirit is joy. Your relationship with God despite your circumstances on this earth. Peace. The peace that nothing on this earth could ever bring. The peace that the Bible literally says is a peace beyond human understanding because it comes from God. Fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Next three, your relationships with others. Love, joy, peace, patience with others. Kindness shown to others. Goodness coming out of your life directed towards others. And the last three ingredients of the fruit of the Spirit are you. Gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Be gentle with yourself. Be gentle with yourself. Stop destroying yourself. Stop abusing yourself. Stop making life so difficult for yourself. Do not be blaming other people for your life being difficult. Uh, You make life difficult. Be gentle with yourself. Faithful. Be faithful to who you are. Be faithful to your family name. And be faithful to God above all else. And that last ingredient, self-control. I need not say too much about that. Self-control. In your emotions, in your actions, in the words that come out of your mouth in your thoughts and deeds. And I have the great honor of the first one, fruit of the Spirit, is love. I'm going to take you way, 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 way back. I'm going to take you way back to the very beginning. I'm going to take you back to Adam and Eve. I'm going to ask you a question. Why did God say to Adam and Eve, Genesis 2, you may eat of the fruit, there's the word fruit, 
You may eat of the fruit of every tree in the garden, starting with the tree of life and every other tree that exists here. But the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you may not eat of it. And Eve said to Satan, he also told us not to touch it. Genesis 3, do not touch it or you will die. Why did God say that to them? Was it a matter of food poisoning? Was that tree so dangerous that if they ate it, they would die? Was it food poisoning? It wasn't food poisoning. Most dangerous tree on the earth is the manzanilla tree. It actually exists in Florida, in the Caribbean, in South America. It's an endangered tree. Would that God would remove it from this earth. The manzanilla tree, it has a red X on it put by the people who live in that area. It has warning signs all around it. Little green fruit grows on that tree. Looks like an apple. And if you eat the fruit of the manzanilla tree, there is a great likelihood you will die. And if you do not die, the fruit, tasting very sweet, for the first minute it's in your mouth, it all of a sudden begins to burn the esophagus, the stomachs, the intestines, And as people who have eaten it and survived said, you wished you would have died. Was it the manzanilla tree? Is that why God God said, don't eat of it? The sap of the manzanilla tree, the Indians in South America use it for their poison arrows. Sap of the manzanilla tree, if it gets on your skin, the third degree burns. And it's like poison ivy, the burns spread up and down the arm, the trunk, and the legs. The sap of the manzanilla tree can easily kill you. If it's raining and you stand underneath that tree, you'll probably die because the sap is on the leaves and it falls down upon you. If someone inadvertently burns the wood of the manzanilla tree and it gets in your eyes, you are blind. If it gets in your lungs, you die. Did God say, this is the manzanilla tree, therefore do not eat of it? No, it had nothing to do with the physical body being harmed by the fruit of the tree. It was not a matter of food poisoning with that tree. It was a matter of the poisoning of the soul. The most important part in a human being's life, body, is the soul. And God said, you eat of the fruit of that tree, your soul will be poisons. You recover from food poisoning 99% of the time. But the poisoning of the soul is a different matter. God said to Adam and Eve, you eat the fruit of that tree, your death will come. Your soul will be poisoned. And you will die. Genesis 3.15, God said, I have an antidote for it. And the antidote is the one who dies on the cross. And the antidote is one drop of his blood. And the soul is washed clean by the blood of the Lamb. Do not eat of the fruit or you shall die. Woman at Sychar's well three, four weeks ago... We talked about a soul issue. She comes to Sychar's well. Jesus said, give me some water. Ends up telling her, I have water if you drink it. It's living water. You never thirst again. Your soul 
cannot be touched by anything that the eye can see. Last week's New Testament reading, Jesus said, Don't you see that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and out of the body? But the things that come out of the mouth come from the hearts. And if the heart is poisoned, Jesus said in the gospel, if the heart is poisoned, then out of the heart comes sexual immorality and murder and adultery and slander and theft and false testimony. These are the things that twist a man, that distort a man, that make a man unclean. The soul is the life of a human being. If the soul is cleansed, the relationship with God is right, the relationship with others is right, and the relationship with yourself is right. But if the soul is not clean, then, as Luther said, there comes forth every evil thing. Evil towards God, evil towards others, evil towards oneself. The cleansing is the work of the Holy Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit in those nine ingredients are the byproducts of what the Holy Spirit brings you. John seven thirty eight, Jesus said, To those who believe in me, streams of living water come down from heaven, they enter the person, and those streams of living water then go forth from that individual. And in the very next verse, Jesus said, I am speaking about the Holy Spirit. By this, Jesus meant the Holy Spirit, whom those who believed in him would receive. The Holy Spirit works upon one part of you. Not your stomach, not your liver, not your lungs. Holy Spirit bypasses those things. His operation is on the part of you that no doctor could ever see. His operation on you is on your hearts. Surgical procedure described in Romans 12, too. Don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. By an operation done on your mind, your soul, your hearts. God does not do the operation, he's creator. Jesus does not do the operation, he's the redeemer, Romans 4.25. Jesus' purpose, to die for our sins, to be raised for our justification. The assignment for this surgical procedure was given to the Holy Spirit. He is the one and the only one that can transform the soul. And when his work is done, there comes forth love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness. There comes forth the ingredients of the fruit. Where does the Spirit do the operation? Is this a male clinic thing? Is this a Sloan Kittering hospital thing? Is this Northwestern? Is that where he does the operation? No, he needs no place. Thief on the cross, he operates on his heart 
while he's hanging from the cross. He operates on Jonah's heart when he's in the belly of a whale. He operates on Simon Peter's heart when he's out there fishing on the Sea of Galilee a few days after he's seen Jesus risen from the dead. And the major operation will be in an upper room where all of a sudden they are speaking in other people's tongues. And when the Holy Spirit is through with the man in the whale's belly, he's going to Nineveh. When he's through with the operation on the man dying on the cross, that man is saying, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And when his operation is through on Simon Peter, Simon Peter can hardly wait to get to the synagogue the next day and preach in front of 5,000 people, including those who murdered Jesus. And 3,000 came to the faith. Many of the priests who wanted him dead, they came to the faith. He needs no location to do his operation. He needs no location. He's lying there in the mud eating the corn husks that were thrown to the pigs. And the Holy Spirit comes and he does an operation on the prodigal son. Jesus called him the counselor, John 14, 26. He says, when the counselor is through working on your soul, you'll have a peace that cannot be touched or damaged by anything on this earth. Holy Spirit does two things. He brings us to the faith, 1 Corinthians 12, 3, no one can say Jesus is my Lord, but by the Holy Spirit. Can't do it on our own. Can't do it on our own. Romans 5, 8. While we were enemies of God, Christ died for us. Can't do it on our own. Jesus said, John six forty four. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. And I will change that person's life. What's the magnet that draws us to God? It's the Holy Spirit. And the other work he does is that which Pastor Shower and I preach about for nine weeks. The other work he does, he produces in you the desire and the ability to do the work of God. You and I can desire many things. Rare is a person who not only has the desire and the dream, but has the fortitude and the self-discipline to go after the dream. Rare is that individual. The Bible says about the Holy Spirit, He puts in you the desire to have the fruit of the Spirit in you. And He gives you the ability to be able to do it. Philippians 2, 13. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. It is God who works in you both the will and the desire to follow him. And God says to the Holy Spirit, this is your work. Five minutes. 
Fruit of the Spirit is love. I believe with all my heart that this first ingredient of the fruit of the Spirit exceeds all the others. It exceeds all the others. It is so far higher than all the others. The others are almost non-existent in comparison to it. It is the king over all the other ingredients. The others might exist without love. Joy might exist without love. Peace might exist without love. Kindness and goodness might exist without love. But without love, they are a dead thing. There is an emptiness to the other ingredients if there is not love. The other ingredients are as hollow as a termite-infested piece of lumber. They are as dead as a man's corpse. The other eight ingredients are as dry as some creature's bones in the Sahara Desert. If there is not love, Without love, there is no life. Without love, there is no dynamis, there is no energy. And without love, there is no spirit. I cannot say it any better than did the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 13. If I spoke in the tongues of men and angels, but did not have love... I am just a loud, lifeless gong. If I have the gift of prophecy, if I could fathom all the mysteries of God, if I had a faith that could move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I was kind enough to give everything I possess to the poor, kindness is possible without love. If I gave everything I possess to the poor and surrendered my body to the flames, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love in its essence is kind. Love in its purity does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. Love is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it does not delight in hearing about evil, it rejoices with the truth. Agape love will always protect, it will always trust, it will always hope, it will always persevere. These three things remain, faith, hope, and love. Greatest of these is love. Why? Because faith is about you. Your faith in God. And if your faith in God goes no further than you, what have you done with your life? The woman at Sychar's well, when she came to the faith, she goes into Sychar to tell others about it. When the demon-possessed man comes to the faith, he doesn't think about all the years that were wasted. He says, God, I want, Jesus, I want to be your 13th disciple. Faith is all about you. Hope is all about you. Your hope for something. 
These three remain faith, hope, and love. Greatest of these is love. Why? Because faith is about you and hope is about you, but love is about others. Or it is not love. Agape, love. It's not a sexual love. Agape, love, it's not phileo. I love my friends, I do anything for them, they do anything for me. This love is called agape love. It's a selfless concern for the welfare of others, whether they deserve your love or not. It's a selfless concern for the welfare of others, produced in you by the Holy Spirit. When it says in Romans 12, 2, don't be conformed to the world, be transformed by the operation of the Holy Spirit, it is but 15 verses later where in that same chapter Paul says, if you have agape love, you'll be able to bless those who curse you. If you have agape love, you'll return no man evil for evil, you'll overcome their evil with good. And if you have agape love, you will clothe your enemy if he's naked. You'll feed your enemy if he's hungry. You'll give your enemy something to drink. And the only way it is possible to have that love is the operation done by the Holy Spirit of God. The three-hour operation? Is it an 11-hour operation? One moment in time. One moment in time. I leave you with three verses. First Peter 4, 8, if you're taking notes. First Peter 4, 8, love each other deeply. Love covers a multitude of sins. John thirteen thirty three. Before he dies, day before he dies, new command I give you. That you love one another. As I have loved you, so ought also you to love one another. By this, dear disciples who are arguing about power, by this will others know you are my disciples if you have love for one another. In Romans 13, 9, all the commandments that God has ever given, all the commandments that God has ever given can be summed up in one rule. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Love does no harm to one's neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of all the laws that God has ever given Does it not say, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but should have everlasting life. While we were yet enemies of God, Romans 5, 8, Christ died for us. The fruit of the Spirit 
is love. In his powerful name. Amen. Would you rise as we pray? The New Testament lesson, Lord, if we show favoritism to someone because of their color or the car they drive or the clothes they wear or the house they live in, and then we see someone dressed otherwise of a different color than we are, uh, of a different social status than we are, then we quickly walk to the other side of the street. Heavenly Father, I could ask you to help us understand love. But if the Holy Spirit is in us, then we do understand it. The matter is not the desire to do God's will in the matter of love, but the ability to do it, to get rid of our human nature, our prejudices, and everything else that goes with it, and to look at another human being and say, that could be my father, Someone driving very slowly in front of you, instead of cursing, that could be my mother. That could be my grandson, Miles. That could be my brother. That could be my sister. And when we look at another human being and say, that could be my own blood, then our attitude towards them changes and our heart goes out to them. May we be love in our Savior's name. Amen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.